Hi everyone, this is Shana Naranjo with the IED Summer Podcast Series and we're here just interviewing some more people at the Education Institute. So today we have with us Jeremy Oyanki, who is from the Pueblos of Santa Clara and Okeunge. And Jeremy holds many hats, many titles, um, so I'm just going to mention a few of them. So he is the Ed Director of Santa Clara Pueblo, a part of the New Mexico Indian Education Advisory Council, um, director of the Youth and Learning Department at Santa Clara Pueblo as well, and as a co-chair of the Education Committee for the All Pueblo Council of Governors. So if Jeremy would just say hi. Hello, everybody. So we're here today at the All Pueblo Council of Governors Education Institute, and we're trying to get as many interviews as we can with all the great figures that we have here. So Shana, do you want to open with a question? Um, yeah, so also being from Santa Clara and also having once interned for the Department of Youth and Learning, I know Jeremy well, and I also know that this path was also kind of an unconventional path for him, um, but he's done a lot of things in relation to Indian education, but also just the work that he's done with Santa Clara Pueblo. Um, so I just wanted him to kind of give like a brief overview of his background. Um, so for myself, I uh, grew up in Okewinge and Santa Clara Pueblo. I uh, took part in both places. My dad's from San Juan and my mom is from Santa Clara. Um, went to high school at Mesa Vista High School up in Ojo Caliente and I bounced around for college. Um, entered as a freshman at Dartmouth College. Uh, came back home uh, due to personal reasons and family reasons. Uh, Graduated once from Central New Mexico Community College uh, with a degree in management. <clears throat> uh, went over to the University of New Mexico, uh, got a degree in psychology, and uh, now am also a returning student uh, pursuing a master's in business administration and educational leadership uh, now at Anderson. Um, so I guess that's kind of a quick background. And something that happened recently within Santa Clara Pueblo is that the elementary school there um, formerly known as the Santa Clara Day School, uh, in 2016 transferred from BIE status to a grant school status. And so Jeremy was also part of the group that was instrumental in making that change happen. So um, if you could also kind of speak to that as well. Yes, so um, yeah, in 2016, we had actually started a few years earlier um, with a partnership with Harvard University Native American program, their Nation Building 2 class, actually really diving into the needs of our Tewa language for the community. Um, it was there where I met uh, Michael Debrio, who was a graduate student in the class, and we actually started looking at what the community needed to do to revitalize, I guess, our language. And after doing a needs assessment with the community, finding out what the community wanted, we found that Reestablishing our educational system at the K through six level would probably be the best avenue to help revitalize the language. So it was then when we started the process of actually converting the school using Public Law 100-297 into tribal control um, at the point and um, actually got it completely converted. July 1st, 2016 is when we were able to open the doors. Uh, right now we are in the process of hopefully <clears throat> of moving it towards a uh, dual language, 50-50 uh, dual language school by within seven years. Uh, right now, the first class that's going through it is now in the third grade. Uh, fortunately, my daughter was part of that first class, so it brought a very different perspective, um, looking at it as a education director, but then also as a father. Um, and fortunately, we were able to uh, keep 
principal Mike Dabriel um, after he graduated from Harvard and he became the school's founding principal and now he's uh, moved on to the Lana Foundation uh, working on the education part as well helping some of the surrounding tribes. So for the Hopwell Community School which is the name um, that it's referred to as of now uh, what's kind of the mission or like the founding principles? So when we did the community assessment uh, we really found that the community wanted four big things. Uh, one, of course, was academic achievement. Uh, the other was holistic health, uh, language retention or language speakers, and the fourth was actually being couple-minded um, or having the Santa Clara Pueblo mindset. Um, you know, I think which really encompasses a lot of things, but within that was a big part of it was reciprocity, you know, being able to give back to the community. So with that Santa Clara, all of our educational programs, we've said we're always going to build contributing members of the community and also leaders. Uh, with that, you know, our people have a lot of different avenues to contribute, you know, whether they go out and get a doctorate or a lawyer's degree and bring that academic achievement back into the community. But you may also have somebody who becomes a janitor but is a traditional leader and may be the most important person in the Pueblo, you know, so we've encouraged people to pursue their passions and also be able to contribute. I think Governor Chavria captured that today is using your special talent, you know, to give back to the community. There's a lot of different aspects and avenues to contribute, not necessarily just in the Western concept, but as, and also our own traditional concepts as well, too. You've made some very interesting points, Jeremy, but I have one question for you, and that is, in the future, how do you plan to create jobs so that your students are able to come back to the community and, and really fulfill that, that goal of reciprocity and work for the community? We've done two approaches, and for me, I also oversee the, I guess, high school and college prep programs as well. Um, on the very pragmatic side, we have actually mapped out the economic fields um, and try to project it for the next 20 years so really looking at the local needs um, the other part is which one that people don't really know is Santa Clara Pueblo is the biggest employer in Rio Riba County um, you know so we do have a great economic impact within the local region and within Rio Riba County and the Espanola Valley um, you know so we can impact that directly in several ways We've used the, the economic mapping to actually guide um, our students, you know, into what they want to do with their passions. It's sometimes it's okay, well, if you want to be into gaming or management or policy, you know, it's something you can do here. But other times it's other professions, you know, it's like, well, we're going to still help you pursue that passion, but it may not be a viable job path within the region. But it's not to discourage any of our students, but it's just offering them real data and I guess, real opportunities of what is locally available and what they may have to pursue outside the tribe. So thinking back to how New Mexico has just established its uh, early childhood and education department, and also, for those of you who don't know, a lot of tribes will have a Head Start and also an elementary school. Santa Clara also has both. Um, so I want Jeremy to kind of say a little about what's happening in terms of the Head Start school that's currently in Santa Clara. Uh, since we've really built the Kapo Community School, or KCS as we call it, as our anchor point, um, you know, looking at education and also language retention, uh, we are now really focused on early childhood education. So right now one of my big projects is actually rebuilding um, and revitalizing our Head Start office. Our director is uh, Carmelo Raybal, um, who's also overseeing our Head Start, and we are also the only 
I said, uh, early Head Start facility in the region for us. Um, the third early childhood program that we operate actually operates under the Kapo Community School, and it's called the FACE program, which is BIE funded. So right now, um, the Senate Bill 22, which actually set up the early childhood department, um, we've really been looking at it, you know, and trying to see how we can utilize local funds, state funds, federal funds, and actually overlap it to create, you know, a was it universal pre-K programs for our community? You know, right now I would say we're probably three or four years ahead of what the the state is trying to do overall, and we're actually trying to create options for our parents as well too, because Head Start may work for you. If not, let's get you over to face. We're trying to co-recruit and also you know get into the prenatal education of our students because now even our first group of couple kids are coming back and actually our young parents as well too so we've actually seen that entire cycle go through but you know right now it's actually been very helpful because under I said the the guidance and wisdom of the Santa Clara Pueblo Tribal Council with my position created I now actually get to oversee everything from prenatal home visiting all the way through grad school. Recently being named um, the co-chair of the education committee of the All Pueblo Council of Governors um, who in collaboration with the Leadership Institute put on the Education Institute um, that we're all in attendance today for. Kind of going from a single Pueblo into kind of um, representing the collective voices of the 19 Pueblos in New Mexico as a co-chair of the Education Committee. What has that been like? I would say it's intimidating in some fashions to move from I guess basically checking out basketballs a few years ago, moving into this role where you know you are representing 19 sovereign governments and trying to find the collective voice and the collective needs of, of the tribal governments. Um, it's been a learning experience, but you know with the governors providing guidance, uh, particularly Governor Chavarria and also uh, Regis Pecos, um, who is our chair of the committee, it's been a learning experience, but it's also been very insightful to be able to work with all these governments um, and learning about the sovereignty issues, learning about the federal issues, which, you know, we have the unique sovereign status um, with them and trying to overlap those and work with our legislatures, such as the Derek Linty, you know, Georgine Lewis, some of our uh, voices that we have in the state legislatures, but working out not just amongst tribal peoples, but across Indian communities and the Hispanic communities, particularly due to the Yazi Martinez case that we're doing now, you know, and just trying to find what works for everybody. Because even with us, it's, we're always going to be neighbors, you know, for, even for me looking at this position, it's, yes, I represent Santa Clara in one aspect, eight Northern in another, and the Pueblos in one aspect. But for me, it's overall, it's what's good for kids is good for kids, whether they're my kids or the neighbor's kids. I said, we need to move forward in that direction. It's very interesting that you mentioned it's about finding what works for everybody. Governor Chavarria mentioned that it's not a one-size-fits-all sort of policy when it comes to education for children. So could you perhaps provide some suggestions or advice for other Pueblos who may be seeking to try and switch their schools from BIA control over to grant funding? Um, I think there's different aspects that people need to move forward, and I think for a lot of tribes, you know, have we call that couple-minded, but for their respective tribes, whether it's being Kiwa-minded or Akama-minded, you know, I think their tribes really want that. But the big aspects of academic achievement and holistic health in those those regards, you know, are some big high-level topics. But due to our sovereignty, and even just I wouldn't even say sovereignty, but 
due to the different communities and needs of New Mexico, whether it's Santa Clara or down south by the border or the South Valley in Albuquerque, everybody has their own individual needs and their challenges that need to be tailored to. But I think overall, like I said, we can create a good framework, which is what we're trying to do here. Um, but we will also have all those individual needs that need to be tailored to the community. You know, so it, this work, yes, is overarching and statewide and uh, amongst different pueblos. But at the ground level, this needs to be nuanced, you know, down to their tribal education departments and to their local school boards and into those tribal council chambers, which are actually going to make those decisions for them. Um, yeah, thank you for all that wonderful insight, Jeremy. With that, um, do you have any last words? Well, like for me, even being here um, and actually being here while uh, Secretary Bob Ruff got named into her interim position, a couple years ago during my Kellogg uh, Fellowship, we were asked to provide insight you know, in six words, and one of the um, sentences that I came up with, which I just got reminded on my Facebook that got popped up by a former uh, poet laureate, uh, Hakeem Bellamy, was, uh, take chances on people who care. You know, and even for me, it was uh, Interim Secretary Bob Roff who took a chance on me at 25 years old with an associate's degree to actually be a part of her management team at the Native American Community Academy, and that's what really got me into education. Uh, before, I was a martial arts instructor volunteering there and an AmeriCorps um, employee through University of New Mexico, but it was a few individuals that took a chance on me when I didn't have the credentials or the background that I do now. And I think now with you, even with you guys as young leaders coming into this field and looking at the potential that we have in our own communities, it, I would say take chances on people who care. Thank you, Jeremy, again um, for such really mindful words and just awesome wisdom. And thank you for just kind of being that voice for all the kids in the different pueblos and then also in your different capacities that you're able to keep advocating for us. Um, and so with that, I think that's all for this podcast. So we'll see you next time. That's right, guys. We'll see you next time. Remember to like, share, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Thanks, guys.